0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Somos Mas, the official podcast of Somos Mas NM, and your source for the latest news on the Mexico United and weekly sports discussion from basically everything around the world of sports. My name, of course, is Seth Bitoff. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. As you can see, we do have two of us. Uh, it's just myself and Earl Nieto. And uh, Jacob can't be here tonight. Jacob is a little bit under the weather. And so, uh, yeah, we're going to keep going without him. I don't think we need him. But, uh, and hopefully the show will be a little bit shorter here now that he's not with us this week, so, um, uh, just kidding Jacob, you know we, we can't wait to hopefully get you back out at the lab on Saturday night. I don't know, uh, we haven't talked about plans for this weekend yet, but uh, it is pride night, so there's gonna be a lot going on, and you know, before we got into the show this week, I thought that we were gonna it was gonna be a pretty basic show, you know, basically talk about the match, but then, yeah, and then uh, all of a sudden, we had a whole bunch of news drop over the past 24, 48 hours. And so um, before we get into all that, Earl, I do have one question for you. What's something that if you don't do it for a while, that you finally get the opportunity to go and do it again, that just just really makes your day?
1: Hmm. (laughs) Uh, See, I, I thought I knew where this question was going. And it turned out to be the exact opposite. So, something that I don't do for a while, and when I finally do it, just makes my day. Would have to be playing online, I guess. When I hop online on FIFA or whatever, or Call of Duty, or whatever. Um, that would have to be it. Um, there's not really much that I don't do on a daily basis, so it's kind of. It's kind of a trick question.
0: <laughs> well, I really didn't mean for it to be. It's just, you know, today I got up and I went to the library and I realized, I found out that my library card has been not renewed since like 2018. So I renewed my library card, checked out some books. I was like, all right, you know what? This is, I felt good about it. You know, it's like, I haven't done this in a while. It's something that, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy reading. And so I, I do tend to spend a lot of time doing that. And so, you know, getting up and going to the library and finding some books that I haven't read before it's uh and then I my overdrive app again, my overdrive account, you know, do audio books and all that kind of stuff to the library. And uh, definitely, definitely good feeling. You know, anytime you do something, uh, at least for me anyway, getting up and doing that. So that's, I, I was
1: just curious, See, you know, we don't really own a library out here. So mm-hmm. books are kind of few and far between. I mean, you could probably find one in the trash here and there. Um, I do have audiobook apps on my phone, I have Scribd, I have, uh, I have a bunch of audiobooks itself, I have, um, audiobooks by novel, I have a bunch of audiobooks, I do listen to audiobooks when I go to bed, um, and if it's not an audiobook I throw on a podcast, I'll have my earbuds in, and... On we go with life. I just fall asleep listening to someone talk. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, audiobooks are something I really got into for a
0: while, especially when I was working in the office, you know, just because, and I tend to listen on like one and a half or two times speed. And so, like, I, I can usually get through, you know, a lot. A few, uh, quite a few books, and maybe a day, just over a day, just being at work, and so yeah, it's um, it's something that I, I enjoy doing, and I don't know, like I said, it, it was nice to you know get up and go browse the library and look around and and uh, pick up a couple of books. I picked up uh, um, I picked up a on and uh, you know we don't typically talk politics, but I picked up a book by Hillary Clinton, I picked up a book by John Kasich, and uh, I picked up a, a, a Star Wars. Book uh, titled Thrawn by uh, Timothy Zahn, who is a fantastic writer. If you if you've never read him, so um,
1: so while we're on topic of books, um, have you listened to or got into Matthew McConaughey's book Green Lights? Green Lights? Yeah. No, never even heard of it. It's really good. I hadn't heard about it um, for a while. I highly recommend that be on your reading list um i'm not even a reader so it's mostly audio audio audiobook for me but green lights i listened to it on youtube because i didn't want to pay the subscription for for audible because it's like 17 bucks a month for one credit i'm like no i'm not gonna do that sorry but i'm a little bit more frugal than throwing money out for one token um so I listened to it on YouTube and it is a phenomenal book.
0: Okay. All right. Green lights by Matthew McConaughey. All right. I'll go and put a hold on that right now. Audio. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Put a hold on the audiobook, and I should be able to check it out in approximately eight
1: weeks. So. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I look at the, Look at my hold list. It's like, I, I have one. I could borrow the, I, oh, I could borrow the book without waiting, but the uh the the written version of it but yeah looking at um at my at my list here it's like oh this book will be available this audio book be available in like 27 weeks i was like okay <laughs> like i'll forget yeah, about
1: it okay but... by the time i get it i'll forget yeah. i even wanted it
0: yeah unfortunately we have libraries like every two and a half miles here in the city so you can probably find it somewhere in town you know before uh before that happens but uh yeah what I just do you uh, go to the uh, Erna
1: Ferguson one.
0: Yeah, that's Erna Ferguson's right down the street here from the house and then um we've also got I mean the, I said where I live it's like yeah you know, where Erna Ferguson we got Wantabo up the road. We've got um the the one on San Pedro and then there's a few others in in around right in our area like within a few miles and, and uh occasionally I go to the downtown one. That's usually one of the the least frequented ones, and then my where, because of where my son lives, I, I sometimes stop at one in Teheras too. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah, I know the Erna Ferguson one because when I was working with TSA, um, they do federal background checks, mm-hmm. so they send out like federal investigators from Washington to do your credit check. Um, so he called me at like eight o'clock that morning. Hey, can you meet me at the Erna Ferguson Library? Um, at noon. Cause like you get off at nine. Can you, can meet me there at noon? I was like, yeah, I can meet you there at noon. Can we do a little bit earlier, like 10 o'clock? That way I'm not waiting around for four hours and we could just get this done with. He's like, yeah, that's no problem. Yeah. He's like, just give me a call when you get here. So I walk in, I'm waiting in the little, cause it was, it was packed that day. Um, so I was waiting in a little, uh, foyer, I guess they call it as a fancy word for the waiting for like the lobby area. And so I was hanging out in there. And so I called the guy, and this random guy picks up his phone right next to me. Turns out that was my investigator standing right next to me while I called. I was like, dude, really? Like, yeah, but yeah, that's the only library I ever I would ever go to was Erna Ferguson. Yeah,
0: it's just, it, it's just really accessible, really easy to get to. And then, I mean, the selection there is pretty good. And, and the great thing about that, and I don't know how the other library systems are, I just I know here at least in Burnley County, like all the libraries are connected, and so like you can, you know, they'll put stuff on hold at other locations. And you go to the app and hold it or you know, reserve it or whatever. And so pretty easy, pretty accessible to do. And uh, you know, I have a feeling we're using the library a lot more, especially now that I have my uh, membership renewed. Um, but yeah, there we go. Book talk at the beginning of the show today. Uh, a little bit unexpected, not something we typically talk about. But uh, I mean, there's just there's so much to get to and. Um, I mean, really, I mean, like I said, there was coming out of the, coming out of Saturday night, really all I had to talk about was the match. And then you had the U.S. Mexico match and then you've got club news, you got USL news like there's just so much has dropped in the past like 48 to 72 hours. Like, um, I mean, let's just. Let's just kick it right off. I mean, first and foremost, uh, we'll start with a little bit of uh, New Mexico United Club news. Uh, Daniel Bruce, congratulations. Uh, selected for the May goal of the month for the USL championship. And I haven't quite seen any blowback on Reddit. I didn't really necessarily go to look. But uh, honestly, I, honestly, I voted for Daniel. There's no way I wasn't going
1: to vote for him. Uh, did you think that any other goal was going to win that? So it, it kinda sucked because and not that Daniel's Daniel Bruce's goal sucked, um, the fact that there was and that so I'm actually glad we're talking about this goal of the week, um, because you suck. Uh so I'm actually glad that so it, it sucked because uh those Bruce's goal and Mondo's header going up against each other. So it's like who do you like, honestly, who do you vote for? Mm -hmm. so if there's only one united goal then yeah you have literally one person to choose from but because mondo's a fan favorite bruce is a fan favorite i feel like both the votes are going back and forth back and forth and that's why you go and you vote twice (laughs) cancel out each other's vote
0: vote as many times as you possibly can right vote early vote often
1: exactly unless it's a federal election then don't vote often
0: yeah there you go <laughs> yeah because i think if you log in like from different devices you can vote as many i like, get from like, at least once from every device or something like that so you can on vote the on the same, same
1: device every day so you can't do it twice okay. in one day but every day you can vote on the different device on the same device
0: okay yeah I, i've never really like pushed it too far i've always just voted once twice three times you know, as long as the website allowed me for whatever <laughs> I was on. But, uh, you know, I, I've never, you know, I, I've, I've never gamed the system quite that much. But uh, so, yeah, Daniel Bruce, goal of the month. Uh, it was a great goal. Um, you know, so congratulations to him. And then the next a uh, little bit more, a cl- little bit more club news before we get moving on. Uh, the club announced today two brand new academy contract signings. Christian Nava and Andres Robles. Congratulations to those two. I mean, we've been real high on Christian Nava since we first saw him down at Mesa del Sol. Uh, fantastic, uh, fantastic talent. The, uh, one of the smallest guys on the pitch, but you wouldn't know it from the way he plays.
1: Yeah, he's he's super incredible. I have really high expectations and really high hopes for the upcoming players, um, even in – even the Academy players that haven't got their contract yet, um, it's coming. And when those do come and when we have more players that decide to take their ventures somewhere else, whether it be MLS or European, whatever the case may be, we have some incredible talent waiting for their turn to their time to shine. And Christian Nava is just one of them.
0: Yeah, I just hope he grows by another foot and a half. <laughs> you know, yeah,
1: I, mean, I mean, he is still a kid. he's still a kid. Um, yeah, I can tell you now. I grew a foot and a half over one summer, so yeah, he if he can grow about a foot and a half, maybe two feet, um, he'll be incredible. I'm not saying that he's not right now, but yeah. he'll actually be able to play with the big kid with the big kids.
0: Yeah, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch as he go, as he goes through. And then, all the, I mean, all these Academy kids are. And congratulations to the Academy kids. Uh, they absolutely dominated SLC in two preseason matches over the weekend and then opened up their Academy regular season with a 1-1 draw against FC Tucson. Um, the club, of course, live-tweeted that match. And so it was out at Mesa del Sol. Uh, I think it was like at 10.30 yesterday morning, 10 o'clock yesterday yeah. morning. Um, so I don't know what the turnout was for that. I didn't actually see anything from the club, but... Um hopefully some of these Academy matches are gonna be played at times when we can get out there and have a chance to watch these guys and be able to bring a little bit of feedback. Um did you see anything from the club in terms of
1: how many folks were out there or I didn't see anything. Um what I would love to see though is a complete jam-packed Saturday of New Mexico United. Mm -hmm. Where the Academy kids play Saturday morning, even at noon, and then it turns into the tailgate fiesta, whatever they call it nowadays, at the lab or at our home stadium, whenever that happens. And then New Mexico United soccer at whatever time, 7.30 or whatever time they decide to kick the ball. That's what I would love to see.
0: Yeah, I don't doubt we'll get that at some point. Let me see if I can pull up the schedule real quick. Um, that kind of – you went off a section that wasn't really like – in a direction I wasn't really prepared for, but let me pull the academy schedule and see um, if maybe there is a weekend where that happens. But um, where is it? Oh, uh, while I'm looking this up, um, the elevate man of the match voting ended. I believe Harry Schwartz was voted man, uh, man of the month. Yes,
1: yes, yeah. So, so I'm. So- I actually like that, uh, Harry. So I. Not that I like the winner, because I did vote for Mondo, because Mondo's my guy. Um, That's not taking anything away from Harry, or... Who was the third guy?
0: Hang on, I got the page up right here. It was... um,
1: JPG. Okay, okay. So, not taking anything away from Harry, but... uh, (laughs) as everyone knows i'm not really a big fan of jpg and i've been kind of happy this past two matches not seeing him on in the lineup um but that's neither here nor there jpg i'm sure you're an incredible player uh it's just a personal thing for me my opinion doesn't really matter because you're the one with the contract and i'm the guy sitting here with flags on my wall so that's That's one way to look at it. If you're the club listening to this, my opinion doesn't really matter. Because, for one, even though I do put a suit and tie on every day for work, I don't do it on the pitch. I'm not Troy Lesane. And I'm not anyone to make any kind of big decision like that. But I did like the Elevate Man of the the Month, I guess they called it. Um, Just because it brings more attention to those players that we invested so much time in trying to get and sign and play. Uh, so for Harry to come in and win, elevate man of the mat, man of the month, his first go around. It's pretty incredible.
0: Yeah. Harry had a fantastic month. I don't think anyone can really deny that. Uh, yeah. I don't disagree with that at all. Um, I think it's a great good choice by the by the supporters. And I think it's just, it's well-deserved for Harry. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see here. And we're just getting into the month of June. It'll be interesting to see who the uh, nominees are for, for the, for that month. And then I have to go back to the Academy schedule real quick. So the Academy, the Academy, cl- the academy uh, side is only going to have one more home match. And that's on Sunday, June twenty or it's July 25th. Now we do play home the day before against El Paso, but you know, I don't think we're going to see a, a full day. The rest of the matches are either away uh, at the opposing club where they're in Tucson, so um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, we get to see that at some point. I think that'd be a, a fun day. Yeah. All right. So that's uh, so we've gone over the, uh, Daniel Bruce. We've gone over the academy signings, the academy results. Um, big, big news out of the USL. I think it was it was earlier today. I think it was earlier today. We're talking um, about kinda the W. Leaked. The W. That's right. Um, it kind of got leaked. Uh, a little early yesterday, I saw a couple of tweets about it. But today, the USL Championship announced the their intention to launch a women's soccer league in 2022. Um, and according to what I saw, there's going to be uh, that they are expecting to have at least 30 clubs for their inaugural season. And some of the um, I'm trying to find the list of clubs who are already included in this. I know Hartford is one of them. DC United is one of them. I believe there's going to be a, an independent Minnesota club taking part. Um, Tormenta FC from Georgia is going to be, is going to be one of the clubs involved as well. So there's already eight clubs that have been announced so far for this. And there's going to be again, up to 30, uh, let's see, W league founding members, which will include eight clubs from USL championship league one and league two and one new expansion club. And that, again, that was revealed today. I'm going to pull up the list here so we can go through all of those. But uh, I mean, this is, this is big news. Now I have seen some discussion as to whether or not as to where this falls in the pyramid. And from the, from what I've read, this is going to be more of a semi pro to like a pro am league. And so the players aren't actually going to get paid for this is my understanding. Um, So I don't know. There's, there's a lot to digest here. So Earl, first of all, what's your take on the USL starting their own women's league? And do you think this is the right step for them to take in in terms of how they're handling the development of the league and the, the payment of players?
1: So I'm going I'm to pause for a minute so I can collect myself. So the women, So the USL finally making a women's league after God knows how long the USL has been in existence and we're finally getting one. It's about time. Um, there are some women, especially at UNM Lobo, the UNM Lobo's women's team, who are incredible. Um, Gwen Molly, for example, superstar. She is steps above others when they play. Uh, And it's a shame that had this not happened, that superstar doesn't get seen. Doesn't get any kind of recognition other than, hey, she was really good for New Mexico. Uh, it's a shame that had this not happened, Coach Heather Dyke, who's one of the greatest coaches in American soccer men's or women's doesn't get recognized because of her greatness. Um, So to actually see this be in place and hopefully they actually follow through with it and actually scout it and actually run with it uh, is great for the USL because now it opens doors for many other avenues for recruiting, for... Uh, women to get into coaching, for women to be able to play a professional sport, and for women to just have fun with what they love to do. Um, you look at the U.S. Women's National Team, who are once again miles above any other squad in the world. But you don't ever hear anything about it because they're marred by the whole payment thing because mm-hmm. women should be paid less than men, blah, 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 which I really think is horseshit. Um, so that brings me to the next subject of them not getting paid. Why not? Why does a women's league have to be developmental for it to actually work? That, again, is horseshit because women... Deserve every right to do what they want, whether it's play soccer, whether it's be CEOs, whether it's own their own company, or whether they want to just stay at home and work from home. They deserve the same pay as you and me. It's not whether they, it's not a matter of, oh, well, they're women, they can't really do as much work. No, that's not the case. The U.S. women's team has proven it. They can win championships. They could win world titles. They can win anything that's put in front of them with ease because they're that good. If you put them, I would even go as far to say, if you were to put the women's national team against the men's national team, and we'll get to the men's national team sometime tonight, I'm sure, um, the women's national team is going to outrank them. It's going to outscore them, outplay them. Uh, pound for player for player, the women's national team is miles ahead of the men's national team, and they deserve every pay, every penny for it.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. I don't see any reason why why women shouldn't get paid for, for this. Um, now the information that is out there does state they are opting to go for the amateur route so that. The players that they want, a lot of the players that they're that are going to be involved, can maintain their NCAA eligibility status. You know, so if they get paid, then they can't compete in the NCAA. So, I mean, I get that, I, I understand that aspect of it, and I understand that that's that's helping protect the student athlete. You know, but yeah, I don't see why they couldn't just go the whole you know, NWSL route and and, and ha- have a truly professional women's soccer league. Now, maybe it's them not wanting to compete with the NWSL or the other women's leagues. I don't know. Um, what's
1: your take on that? So, I mean, if it's that, that's once again, bull crap because competition makes sports better. I mean, you look at American sports and I'm just going to use soccer, for example, You have the USL, USL-1, USL-2, the MLS, uh, and I'm sure I'm missing some other smaller division teams that make competition better. I mean, we have the US Open Cup to where New Mexico United had the opportunity to face bigger named MLS clubs like Minnesota and FC Dallas and Colorado Rapids, which made them that much better. They were actually able to step up to a higher level. And I'm using that very, very loosely. They're able to ha- step up to a higher level and face bigger competition and show what they're actually made of. So, why can't the women's division be able to do the same thing that the men's division is doing? Where you, even if it's not the NWSL, it's some other women's league that they want to call it the women's American soccer league or whatever the heck they want to call it. But it's, it's in comparison to MLS, what MLS is to USL. Why can't they do that?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I really don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. We, we spend a lot of time wondering you know, what the, what these leagues are thinking and what their intentions are. And, I think they have good intentions by creating this league, by giving collegiate, you know, female soccer players the opportunity to work on that pathway to pro, which is something they talk about through the through the men's divisions as well, you know, a pathway to pro or path to pro, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. maybe it's a, a funding thing to the reason why they didn't go and try to get, you know, like you know, division one women's soccer sanctioning or division two or whatever, or why maybe that could be why they didn't even partner with one of these other leagues. I Man, who knows? There's a lot of different possibilities out there, but and maybe we'll find out more as time goes on. But I just, I don't know. I mean, the the thing is, I mean, you look at the clubs that are involved in this already, Chattanooga Red Wolves, Greenville Triumph, Hartford Athletic, Caw Valley, Minnesota, South Georgia Tormenta, uh, Queensborough FC, and DC United. I mean, and again, they're saying, you know, up to, they're expecting 30 teams to be involved. I mean, that's that's a lot of potential for for women to get noticed and have opportunities to work their way into the professional ranks of soccer, so... You know, I think their intentions are good, but whether or not this is the right thing, I, I just I don't know yet.
1: Like I was saying though, as I hope that this actually works out and it plays out into the favor of the players, because no CEO should profit off of the hard work of the unders. So with these women playing their lives away, playing their hearts out. For no gratitude or no graciousness or anything of that nature is crap. So hopefully this non payment is only a temporary issue and eventually they learn that hey, we gotta pay our people in or if they want to keep coming this way.
0: Yeah, no, I get it. And there's a, there's a lot of room for growth there's a lot of room for them to develop this even further maybe make their own pyramid like they want to do with the men's side i you know there's just there's so many things that are up in the air that could potentially happen with this maybe again maybe a partnership with another league who knows um but yeah it's just i guess it's gonna be a wait and see it's, I think it's exciting news but we' we gotta wait and see what happens with it you know how long does it I mean, does it really, you know, does it launch in 2022? How long does it stay in existence after that? You know, how long are these clubs going to continue to fund these players and, and fund, you know, maybe it's not like a scholarship-type basis like what we see with the academy players. Who knows? But, yeah, it's, it's just going to be a, a wait and see and see what happens. I'm excited for it. I'm glad there's going to be more soccer. I'm glad there's more opportunities for for, 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 for these ladies to get you know, get on that pathway to pro, get ex- get exposure, get get maybe it improves the women's national team. You're, you know, but uh, again, just have to wait and see. Did you watch the 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 Mayweather Logan Paul fight? Yes. Wait a minute! Did you pay for this? No.
1: No. Okay. I was gonna say. I. I would be up in arms had I paid 50 bucks to watch Logan Paul perform like Jameis Winston on every Sunday afternoon. Logan oh, Paul. That's, that's a great analogy there. Seven out of 73. No, that, so the, I, the fight was ridiculous. The fight was crap. I am um, personally not a Mayweather fan, so I was not going to pay for it. Whether it was someone else paying for it for me, I would not subject that to anyone. Um, so, for the people that did pay the fifty bucks to watch Mayweather and Logan Paul or Jake Paul was it Logan Paul? It was Logan Paul.
0: Logan Paul, yeah.
1: Uh, for the people that paid fifty bucks to watch Mayweather and Logan Paul hug in the middle of the ring. I'm sorry, but you can watch that for free. I mean, there's different <laughs> websites to watch softcore stuff. It's it, it, it was uncomfortable to watch, and it was a typical Mayweather fight, and it bugged the crap out of me that there was not a winner. There was not any kind of official win, which is stupid. And then on the same card, you have Chad Ochocinco, can we not talk about this can we just not <laughs> sure i mean <laughs> i just i thought i just thought
0: i'd it you know because it was just such a such, such a ridiculous thing to see i mean you had the retired money mayweather coming out to to fight a youtuber i mean they both walked away much richer than you know when they started the night so yeah I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think Logan Paul is ever gonna be, become a legit boxing sensation. No, because he's a
1: freaking jokester. No. He's a jokester. <laughs> I watched him. I watched this, this uh bounty hunter on T- on YouTube. Um, this is a shameless plug for anyone that wants to hop on there and watch it. Uh, the homie's name is Patty Mayo. Um, so Patty like the burger patty, Mayo like mayonnaise. Put that together, that's his name, Patty Mayo. Um, I love it. It's one of my favorite things to watch on YouTube. Um, I enjoy watching people get tased for whatever sick reason. Um, I apologize in advance. I am a very sick person. Uh, I understand that part. But they have a couple episodes where they have Jake and Logan Paul on there. And they're just annoying as hell. And I don't think I finished watching that episode because they're annoying as hell.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. I've never paid them much attention. And yeah, it was just, I thought the whole premise of it was just ridiculous and just a money grab is what that was. But yeah, I don't know. I just kind of want to throw that out there real quick. Um, really just trying to buy some time so that my, my web pages will load, but um the The other big story that came out of the weekend that I saw was the men's national team, U.S. men's national team, defeated Mexico in the Nations League final, and I this match was just it just insane from start to finish. I mean, you went full time, you went extra time, you. I mean, you had the match being stopped at, at one point for for racial slurs being chanted. You've got bottles being thrown, trash being thrown. You've got Gio Reyna getting hit in the head. Uh, you've got Christian Pulisic ripping off his shirt uh, like like uh, Rapino. I don't think he got a yellow card for it. Um, and you've got uh, Ethan Horvath, a guy who does not have a club currently, saving the day for the U S national team, like insane, insane match. Um, what what were your, what are your thoughts on, on the way this went down?
1: So as many of you can see watching online, I am a huge team USA fan. Uh, any USA national team is my jam. So now that the Olympics are coming up. I can't wait. I am like a kid waiting for Christmas because this is my time of the year. Olympic season is my time of the year. I will sit there and watch the men's national team freaking curl a weight ball down a ice floor and be entertained by it. Because it's American men's national team. Um, but that's not the point. The point is the men's soccer team, the men's national soccer team, actually played a really good game. They didn't let the crowd get to it, even though it was technically a home game. It was in Denver. Uh, but you couldn't tell. With how with the amount of Mexican Nationals that did travel to the game, you could not tell that it was an American home game. Um, the fact that... Uh, I just drew a blink on his name. Christian uh, Pulisic scores that pen and instantly rips off his shirt makes me super jealous because I have a COVID belly. So seeing that (laughs) Kristen Pulisic is not only tatted from elbow to wrist, but also has a freaking amazing body makes me jealous. It makes me want to get my life in check.
0: Well, I got a book for you, Earl. I got a book for you. <laughs> It's called uh, The Runner It's called The Runner's Diet. And if you stop by the Little Free Library over here at, at Kiva Park, there's a book in there currently called The Complete Idiot's Guide to Running.
1: So, I have a shirt in my closet actually, and I wish I could find it, but it's somewhere it's buried in all my clothes in there. Um and I've had it since high school. And It's probably hanging up right next to my track stuff cuz I still have that. And the shirt says "Running sucks," so you I you won't find runs. me running. I have a treadmill in my room, and it's literally collecting dust and clothes because <laughs> I don't know whose isn't.
0: Nice. Yeah, we've got one of those uh, mix bicycles. Um, it may gets used, but I mean, I'd but I'd rather. Have I think I'd rather have a treadmill or a uh, elliptical or maybe a, a rowing machine, you know. But it's just a matter of, of space. Yeah. and that's you know? my
1: thing. Is my room, but, my home office, is so small that if I were to hop on the treadmill, I'd have to move literally everything out of the way because it's that bulky.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was incorrect. I said that Pulisic did not get a yellow card, but apparently he did. He did get a yellow card for for ripping off his kit. So, um, I mean, this this match was something to to really behold. I mean, uh, the U.S. Uh, the U.S. team conceded in in sixty three seconds, and then answered um, after near after after VAR overturned a second goal for uh, for the Mexican for the Mexican team, who is it was helmed by former Atlanta United coach Tata Martino. Um, who got a red card apparently during this match um, for going in. And, and this is, this is a very CONCACAF thing to do. They put the VAR station behind the benches. I don't know if you caught that. Or I not. did not. Yeah. They put the VAR booth, you know, right behind the, where the benches are. And Tata apparently went over and like draped his arm, like over the referee's shoulders. <laughs> and I'm uh, like, Apparently, you can't do that, obviously. So Tata got, you know, got red carded and, and, um, or appeared to be red carded, I should say. Um, yeah, it was just back and forth thing. And then, um, I mean, I, I don't have Fox, which is, I believe, what was mm-hmm. on Fox or FS1 or something, which I think is dumb. I'm sorry. I know they probably have like some rights deal with them, but I think it's absolutely dumb that this is, that these matches are on, on on at Fox or FS you know FS one or whatever it is like put it on a nationally broadcasted channel where everybody can see it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's that's I think that's what you should do, and but, that's why the you know, so that's, that's why the views the and the actually. ratings
1: are so low because you do stupid stuff like that where you put it on ESPN three where you have to have a certain sports package to have it. Um, USL officials, or men's national team officials, MLS officials, if you're listening to me, please, I beg you, I'm not trying to pay an extra $42 for ESPN3 or ESPN Deportes, or whatever the hell it is, um, to watch my favorite MLS club. I would love to watch my favorite MLS club, which is not LAFC or LA Galaxy, um, because those are the only two that are ever on Sunday mornings on Channel 7. Uh, if you were listening, if you could actually broadcast wanted matches such as the U.S. Men's National Team versus Costa Rica, which is coming up, um, if you were to put that on, like, Fox, actual Fox TV, or KRQE, which is New Mexico's Channel 13, um, or CBS is what I guess the national broadcast would be, or ABC I can almost guarantee you're going to have more viewers and you're going to have more jackasses like me who see this men's national team, see those incredible white kids that they have, and you're going to find me pulling my freaking wallet out, opening it right up, and pulling out that cool Capital One credit card. Because that's what Americans do. (laughs) They find something that they like, you appease it, you sell it. You did the same thing with me in 2012 when I bought a Team USA shirt because the men's national team and LeBron. Uh, you had it on NBC. I was it was easy to watch the shirt appease appease my mind. I decided to buy it. You do the same freaking thing on national broadcast without being Fox Sports one.
0: Yeah, no, and I think again the same goes for every single league. I mean, I sat down on Sunday and I actually watched the NBA the second round of the NBA final uh, NBA playoffs because the Hawks were playing. And it was on net, it was on ABC over the air. Like I could sit down, I could watch it. Now I very rarely get to see the Hawks and I'm not necessarily a huge NBA fan, but I sat down and I watched it and Trey Young is absolutely phenomenal to watch. Joel Embiid is fun to watch. And like I would love to watch these guys more. I tried to watch the game tonight, but you know what? Where was it at? TNT. Like I I get I get to the league as trying to make the money that they can. And that you know, maybe ESPN can't shell out for every single league, every single match, whatever. And I, you know like you know I know like NFL's got like 13 different deals with different broadcasters and things, but like I want to watch this stuff, but I don't want to pay hundreds of dollars a month in order to see all the teams that I want to see. And this see, this is the problem I have with the Olympics coming up as well. And and kind of a, a weird segue. Um, the so NBC has said they're going to show over over seven thousand hours of Olympic coverage.
1: Can't wait. But most
0: of it's going to be on like on, it's going to be on like USA Network.
1: Yeah, but on USA Network. It's also uh, partnered with Peacock. So you could literally watch mm-hmm. everything the next day. I know it's not the same because if Michael Phelps wins his hundred thousandth 100, gold medal in, in the Butterfly Swim, it's not the same because you already know it happened. Because if you're friends with me on Facebook, right. uh, I post it all the time. So if you're friends with me on Facebook for the next... Whatever, whenever the Olympics start for the next seven hours, seven thousand hours after that, I apologize because I am a huge Olympics fan, and if it has anything to do with Michael Phelps or the men's national basketball team or the greatest American athlete. In history, and Jacob, whenever you listen to this, I don't care if you think Tom Brady is Jesus, Um, Simone Biles is the greatest American athlete, is the greatest athlete, bar none. I mean, there's no question about it. She's a gymnast, in case Jacob doesn't know, she is a gymnast, and I'm going to pick on Jacob because he's not here. Um who wins the gold every freaking time she goes up. I mean, you might as well just hand her the gold because she's going to take it anyways.
0: Yeah, you know, even like the Olympics coverage has changed drastically over the past decade, you know, 12 years or so. When I first moved out here in in 2008, I remember I could go on NBC.com and watch every single event for free. At any given time, I remember staying up to like three o'clock in the morning watching judo because I'm like, okay, this is interesting. I've never, you know, I don't ever, I've never seen judo, and which brings me to side tangent. I started watching rugby, like the the major league rugby. That's a lot of fun, but uh, and premier league, <laughs> premier lacrosse league too. I started watching that this weekend because that's on Peacock now as well, and uh, so yeah, I'm watching all these different things, and like I would love to watch the Olympics. Like in its entirety, if as, or as much as I possibly can, without having to pay for all this different stuff. Like, and I get to NBC is going to get money from advertisers and all that kind of stuff, and they're getting, you know, and I don't know what type of deal they have with the IOC to, to broadcast all this stuff, but make it available, and that goes for all of these sports, all of these leagues. Make your make your make your leagues and your teams available for people to see, and that's how you grow. That's how you grow your sport grow your community and
1: just bring more people into it see don't close enough don't be gatekeepers and i think that's actually what enabled my sports addiction and i will call it an addiction because i literally admitted that i enjoy watching curling so if that's not a sports addict i don't know what is um, right. but yeah. I'm pretty sure that the Olympics back in 2010, maybe, maybe it was 20, 2008. Um, it might've been 2010 where they had Oscar Pistorius. So for those of you sports fans who are kind of new to the show, um, kind of just like still buttoning up your shirt, putting on your seatbelt still Oscar Pistorius was a double amputee. The first ever to compete in the Olympics, and he kind of fared well. I mean, he didn't do great. He didn't. I don't think he medaled at all, but he didn't go out in the first heat. So, if you want more on Oscar Pistorius, if you have ESPN Plus, I know we're talking about free advertisement right now, but if you have ESPN Plus, Oscar Pistorius, the life of, is on there. It's a really good watch. Um, it actually opened my eyes to Oscar Pistorius and who he really is. And I'm kind of embarrassed now to admit that I watched him, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but I do believe that's what got me going was the fact that it was free. I was able to watch this historical moment where Oscar Pistorius was racing against, uh, Usain Bolt. Um, and some other American that was really good at the time. I don't remember his name. Um but it was like Usain Bolt's competition and just seeing the competition between them, between Usain Bolt, and I really wish I knew the guy's name right now. Um it kind of goes Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson, that was his name. But it kinda goes the same the old adage is no one ever remembers second place. Because Usain Bolt obviously smoked him off the blocks, won the gold, became one of the greatest runners ever, whatever the fact is, but the fact that it was free and I was able to watch that is kind of what made me the sports person who I am today because it was available.
0: Yeah. I, you know, for me, it was a little bit different. You know, it was watching the Braves on TBS, you know, cause TBS was an over the air channel for a long time. And then it was just, you know, very basic cable, you know, and a very basic cable package. You didn't have to splurge right any sports package or anything like that. And so, and like, and the Braves, like it was always, your games always start at 7.05, 7.35, you know, stuff like that. And so it was iconic for that. And it was available to so many people. And yeah, I mean, that's where my love of sports started. But yeah, again, it's just, you know, make your stuff available. Make it, put it out there where people can see it. Pull them in and don't make them pay an arm and a leg to to access this stuff. Again, that's
1: how you grow stuff. Don't money Mayweather weather them.
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely don't money may them. don't sucker him in there you go um all right we've talked a long time about a whole bunch of other stuff but we've got some soccer to talk about and uh, New Mexico United this past Saturday night uh, – Friday night, I should say, past Friday night, up in Harriman, Utah, took on the Real Monarchs SLC and came away with a late goal, a, a colossal, if you want to put it that way, uh, from from, uh, from Cello to take the three points on the road and for a time had moved to the top of the Mountain Division standings. Um RGV then did of course win again over the weekend and retook the top spot. But um, this match was interesting. I mean, obviously no Troy. We did have uh, we did have Zach Prince on, on the on the touch line. You had you had know, available. You had Yearwood available after the red card was rescinded, which we all called on last week's show. And I I, I meant to look up to see if Chris Ruska was working anywhere. I didn't weekend. see him at all. I didn't
1: do that yet. I went okay. down each one. I didn't see him working. Um, there was a goal in Birmingham, um, a penalty in Birmingham that Jacob made the comment. It was Chris Ruska as a center co- as a center ref. It actually wasn't. So so for whoever wants to call him on that, by all means, go find him on that post and tell him it wasn't. Um, Jacob, we love you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, no, it was, yeah, I heard about that. And it was just another supposedly a bad call. I mean, there I are mean, people complaining about refereeing across the league over the weekend. Um, but yeah, I mean, I sat down, I previewed this match and, you know, on our, on our preview, I said that, uh, Hamas and Olave was going to be the the man to watch. You know, not, I didn't pick any of the real players. Uh, I felt like it was going to be his coaching and, and really, I mean, they did a pretty good job. Now, United did control a, a vast majority of the of the possession, especially in the especially in the first half. I think it was something like sixty three percent or something at at, at halftime. Um, but neither side really had a good look in that first half. Now, do you, even though we had those that that advantage in the possession area, do you feel like we were doing enough going forward, or do you think it was more? Trying to set stuff up, like moving the ball around
1: the back. I think we did great pushing it forward. We were constantly having corners awarded to us. We were constantly pushing it. Um, I sent the text in our group chat, in our group text, that Dev looked hungry. Dev was kicking it here, kicking it there. Um, Sugsy was blasting it all over the place. We looked as if we got robbed the week before we looked hungry the first 30 minutes of the match. And then we kind of let them catch up and get into the game and actually play a game with us. So they played a really good 70 minutes. We played an incredible 30 minutes and then an average 70.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Um, yeah, I mean, we we had that one chance early on. I think it's like a ninth. Here, let me switch over to our... There we go. Our highlights package there. Um, you know, we, you know, you look at it and, you know, we had that one opportunity there and I think it was the ninth or 10th minute. It's going to pop up here in just a second where we got the, the cross coming in and Dev gets ahead head on it, but it just goes and here. It is right here. Just heads it straight into the turf. Now, if that ball gets played on any other pitch, it, I'm, I'm telling you, any other it's pitch. Inch it's in the ball dies and it doesn't bounce 18 feet in the air, you know? And so, I mean, we had a few in here to get another cross that goes, this one went all the way through and no one got a touch on it. And so we had a couple chances to, to look dangerous and really do something about it. But, we couldn't capitalize. And then here in the, in the 40th, Tumbakis made a fantastic save, um, going to ground, sticking out his right foot, and uh, deflecting that ball out. So um, with
1: that being said, with you bringing up Tumbakis, it is now time for me to lay off the hate train, as Jacob would call it, or the hater aid, as anyone else would call it, because he finally got a clean sheet. So it's actually, I am actually now able to predict a clean sheet when we go up against Salt Lake City because it happened before. Um, It is about time. Kind of sucks it took four games into the season to get a clean sheet, especially some of the clubs that we played. But I will now officially take my step back and stop calling uh, stop calling the hate on Tom Bacchus for not picking up a clean sheet because he actually has one now.
0: <laughs> yes, I, I think it's well deserved. I mean, he put in a, he put in a pretty good shift, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Alex did a fantastic job. I thought um, kept this. He really didn't have to do too much. I mean, I think think of maybe two saves that he had to make. Yeah. I was gonna say It wasn't a whole lot. And so like defensively, we played pretty well the entire match. Um, yeah. He had that one. I,
1: I just, where they were streaking down the left side, um, right in front of the benches. And I'm not even sure who it was. They put one at Tom and he went down and pretty much kicked it out, a uh, kick save. And then he had another one where he stretched out, I think to the left, to his left pole. Um, and sent it out. He had a really good game, and I was super impressed with him. Um, I was impressed with the last, and we're looking at the, the free kick now. I was super impressed with the last 30 minutes that we played um, in order to secure this win.
0: Yeah, I, I felt like the you know we played well. Um, in the first half, I felt like we were doing more side-to-side, more lateral movement than we were necessarily going forward. Um and this I mean the the heat maps the touch maps kind of bear that out. I mean you could see us playing it around the back a lot up the sides and but we weren't really putting too many th- legitimate threats on goal. Um now I would like to see the possession. I thought maybe we were just kind of you know, building it building it up a little bit. Um you know trying to find a way because uh SLC was playing fairly deep for most of the match. I mean they were basically playing like a 4-5-1 essentially. And they had a lot of people behind the ball, you know, for most of the match. And so, anytime you see that, like, you have to try to find a way to break that down. Um, and I feel like we did a pretty good job of that. I feel like Zach Prince came into the match, you know, prepared, and he had the guys ready to go, and they definitely came out on the front foot, unlike what we saw against Loudon. So I think that was a definite improvement.
1: Yeah. So unfortunately, here's my long-term prediction. We don't keep Zach Prince. There's no way on earth teams don't come calling now that Zach Prince has three official wins under his belt. Um, I don't see, I can't see teams not calling Zach Prince's name to be head coach. Mm -hmm. Um, Zach Prince coached an incredible game. Um, Troy called it after the match. Said, "Yeah, Zach was incredible. Zach was poised. Zach looked hungry. Zach wanted this win about as much as the rest of the team wanted to win."
0: Yeah, no, absolutely makes sense. And you know, Zach looked good. He 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 handled the the match well. He you know, didn't you know didn't certainly didn't seem too big for him. And we've seen him on the touchline before. And I think he did a good job with the subs as well. That was um,
1: one questionable now he sub. Used, that I am trying to think back what it was. It was late in the game when Brown came off. It was some kind of defensive. It was a defensive sub for sure.
0: About uh, about Schmitty for Cello?
1: Yeah, that was it. It Because was, Brian came on for Ilya. That was it. Schmitty for Cello. The fact that Cello scored the goal. And then almost instantly comes off. I think that was my biggest question, um, as to mm-hmm. why. I mean, that was essentially settling for the one goal, and just trying to ride out the train. Okay, that's how I saw that. I
0: mean, I can, I can, I can see your argument there. Um, you got to think. I mean, cello put in. A heck of a shift, you know. Um and I, I don't think that I don't think you want to necessarily like I mean, yes, he can do ninety minutes week in and week out if you let him, but with the run of matches that we have coming up, you know, you wanna make sure you maybe you you maybe wanna make sure you give him some time to a little extra time to rest, you know, in between because I mean we've got Austin this weekend, we've got San Antonio midweek, and then um we've got uh who do we have after that? Sweet Sorry, Real, um, my mind
1: just
0: yeah. So we've got a number of matches here coming up in a, in a short span. And so maybe that's all that was, you know, just getting him off, uh, give him a few extra minutes. I mean, it's really, it wasn't a lot of time that he, that he missed out on, but, um, yeah, I mean, we've got one, two, three, four, five matches between now and 4th of July weekend. So, um, a lot of matches, short amount of time, again but i I can't really disagree with it too much um and you just you watch the way that we played in the second half you know lots of crosses lots of uh guys getting in the box and then you got harry drawing the foul there around what 30 yards out and harry just put or i'm not harry um cello just put an absolute you know incredible i mean it was clearly supposed to be a cross you know um and it just got it just got ahead. I think maybe the wind caught it. I don't know. Um, and so it, it fell in like no man's land. No one could get to it in time. It just obviously just bounced in. And and uh, so here's made a great take by him. Here's
1: what bothered me about Cello's goal. Okay. How is it not up for goal of the week? I I don't know. I, I thought that as well. I went and watched that video, and it made no sense why his wasn't on. Yeah, my. U.S.L. You suck. And I will say that now because I'm not affiliated with any club. So, USL, whoever decides which goals are team of the week, you suck. Because Cello, for one, opened up his account for United, finally, after four games, on an amazing cross that was not supposed to be a goal, and essentially had the entire Monarchs team stunned. In fact, had almost... All of United stunned, and it definitely had me stunned because I didn't expect that. Yeah, and somehow it's yeah, still not I thought, team dude, of the week. Uh, so U.S.L. You can go to hell.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm actually kind of surprised that the keeper for Monarchs didn't get to that. He appeared to be over on you know shading that side of the of the goal. You know, towards that, towards that far post. Somehow he didn't get to it. I think maybe, look, maybe he was caught a little bit flat-footed. You know, he wasn't expecting it to drop where it
1: did. Well, because um, nine times out of ten, those are headed away, especially when you have someone that yeah. close. That's headed away nine times out of ten. So cello hit what I guess would be called a banger because that wasn't supposed to go in. Um, See, and I'm kind of learning these these soccer terms as we go. Three years into, I should probably know these by now. But Cello hit a banger that <laughs> wasn't supposed to go in, but did, but yet still not up for some kind of honor.
0: Yeah. While we're talking, I pulled up uh, the I pulled up Pro Referees website, and uh, Chris Ruska actually was the head referee for the Atlanta United Loose City match the other night. Huh. How yeah. did I go? So uh, Atlanta United won.
1: So was he USL ref or the Lucy city for USL? Yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a USL assignment. I will have to go back in and watch that and see how good old Chris did this week.
0: <laughs> yeah, we can do that. We'll definitely do up. We need to look and see how Austin's doing. Um, I know that um, we've got them coming up Saturday night, Pride Night, down at the pitch, um, down in the lab. Can't wait to see everyone out there. Austin Bold currently sits where are they? Table here,
1: fifth or sixth.
0: They're currently sitting fifth, and they're coming off of a win over the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, which is, I think, somewhat of a surprising result. I mean, Riverhounds were one of the best, better teams in the USL last season, and Austin Bowl picked up a one 0 win on the road, which was really interesting to see. Um, they've definitely looked a little bit better since their initial loss to us. Uh, they've gone two-one and one since since then, with win with a win over Real Monarchs as well, losing to El Paso and then drawing with uh, Monarchs in one of their matches. So um, Austin is going to be an interesting. Uh, Interesting opponent this weekend. Now, I know Jacob texted texted us his uh, his prediction earlier, and we'll get to that here in just a minute. Um, what have you seen from Austin over these past couple weeks that you think we need to be more aware of, or do you think that there's still not really going to be a big threat to us?
1: So, this weekend in the USL showed me that I know nothing about USL soccer. Um, so... What have I seen from Austin since they played us? Absolutely nothing because I'm not an Austin fan. So, let's (laughs) be honest there. But what I have seen here and there, like on highlights and whatever, it kind of looks like they've kind of straightened their bend and they've ironed some of their curtains out. Mm -hmm. But I still don't see them competing with any of the top four teams in the – in the Mountain Division, which is United, RGV for some reason, um, San Antonio, and unfortunately, El Paso. Yeah, RGV is just playing lights out. Um,
0: They, of course, won their last match 4-2 over the Miami FC. And, I mean, it was... You know, we texted a little bit over the weekend and I sent you guys a couple of screenshots. Like, what is going on in the USL? Like, Atlanta, two beat Luce City, Birmingham beat Tulsa, uh, Austin beat Pittsburgh, RGV just
1: put a four spot
0: up on Miami.
1: And that was, and then you saw that was San all the San Diego Phoenix match where San Diego was beating yeah. Phoenix at the end of the game. Literally the last cross tied the game and essentially shows how bad, I guess, San Diego really is. But the fact that that Kalistri kick actually went in kind of blows my mind.
0: Yeah, that was kind of a crazy shot. I wasn't really sure how that went in. I asked about Chris Ruska, Atlanta United, lose City match. He awarded seven yellow cards, six of which went to Atlanta United too.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ!
0: <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't get any better. Yeah. He
1: really doesn't.
0: No, he doesn't. He he seems to have a thing for United clubs, is what it seems like.
1: But uh, he was probably confused yeah, that, was- that it was New Mexico United. Uh, and said, Oh shit, I got to catch up on what I forgot to leave out last time. Here's a yellow, and here's a yellow, and you get a yellow. And I'm essentially <laughs> gonna name my change my name from Chris to Oprah.
0: Yeah. All right. So back to the Austin Bold uh, look ahead. So. And I, and I haven't seen the highlight. I'm gonna pull up the highlights of the match from Pittsburgh, and it looks like the lone goal in that match was scored in the first minute, and that was it. Um, so I don't really know what happened. Let me pull that highlight up here on my on my laptop here, and we'll and uh, we'll talk about it. Ooh, wrong scene. There we go. Get that back on the right screen for us. But yeah, scored by Fernandez apparently. Let's see what happened here. I'm going to go back. I'll probably, we're we're almost done here. So I'll go back and probably watch that match tonight. I turned the sound off. Why is it playing? All right. So let's see what happens. Oh yeah. I mean, really just a, just a man unmarked around 22 yards out. And that was it. It's kind of a wonder that Pittsburgh didn't, pull one back you know with another with another eighty nine minutes to go, you know. <laughs> um, just some nice just some nice little hold up play there from, from Austin. And yeah, guy unmarked about 22 21, 22 yards out. Bottom right corner. I mean well placed shot. But yeah, I don't I, I'm gonna go back and watch that match for sure and see if we can't figure out why Pittsburgh did so poorly in that. But um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen enough. Austin hasn't shown me enough. Yeah. They really haven't. I mean, they, they beat Monarchs, you know, which at this point I'm like, okay, they beat Monarchs. So did we. Uh, they lost to El Paso, who we beat. Or no, we didn't beat El Paso, did we? No,
1: we drew at the last. Sorry, I have At like, the last. We drew.
0: That That's right. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know that I've seen enough from Austin to, to really say that they're a threat at this point i mean you know again we did beat them 3-1 earlier in the season and i don't, I, I think it's i don't know we got to control you know i'm going to keep saying it week in can, week out probably when we got to control the midfield you know that's going to be one of the big things controlling the midfield being creative with our passes getting good looks and linking up between you know the midfielders and the forwards or either that or just you know, hand it to Kale and have a bomb it over top. I don't know. I mean I, I think we I think we're more talented than Austin this year.
1: Yeah, I believe so too. Um I don't see anything from Austin that changes my mind that they would beat us. Um the fact that they're playing us on a promo night again, um is a little it should be worrisome for them. Um, I won't be at the match this weekend, unfortunately. I have some family things I need to tend to. Um, I have a bunch of... My wife has a bunch of family coming in. As we are doing a burial for my father-in-law. So, I will be super predisposed, um, a good chunk of the day. And we'll just be worn out by the time the match comes. So, if you can get me a flag, that'd be greatly appreciated. Um... But I will be watching on my phone, obviously. Maybe I can convince my mother-in-law to let me watch on the TV, um, as we'll be there. So might as well just watch that on TV. Uh, but like I said, I don't see anything that has them beating us. At least the first... I'm trying to see when we'll play them again. Play them in September or August. Yeah, the first couple matches, I don't see them beating us at all, and I, I, I don't.
0: Yeah, I think all of us, all three of us, are in the same boat there. I know Jacob. Let me double check and see what he said. Um, I believe Jacob told us his prediction was one, two 0 for Austin, right? I'm trying to pull that up. Uh... Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. 2-0 for us versus Austin, not 2-0 for
1: Austin. Yeah, 2-0 versus um, Austin. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, Jacob will never pick against United. We know that.
1: Um, oh, I have no problem picking
0: against this if I think it's going to happen.
1: I already have one game I'm <laughs> picking against United, and it's going to hurt me to do it, but I'm going to have to.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I know which one you're talking about. But um, Anyway, so yeah, there's Jacob's prediction. 2-0 against Austin Bold. Um, yeah, another home match. I I didn't see anything as far as the attendance being upped for this match. I don't think it's going to start for another couple matches. I believe if even then, but still we're we're still capped at
1: 75, um, which means what we've been pulling in the 8,800s, the 8,600s, that's kind of going to be our cap, um, until the end of June whenever we hit that 60% vaccination rate and then full seam ahead back to 15,000, I cannot wait for those.
0: <laughs> That's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait for that. Um, so yeah, pride night, I saw a question on Facebook or Reddit or somewhere earlier asking if the club is going to be wearing the Pride Night kits on Saturday night. It would only make sense. I haven't seen anything about that.
1: It would only make yeah. sense if they do. I would think they would and that's kind of why they I believe that's why they released it today. Um and if you haven't seen it, I'm not a huge fan of the keeper kit, but I'm definitely definitely high on the on the actual player kit.
0: Yeah, that's the one thing that we had not mentioned yet was the, the the new kit drop. And dude, I'm such a fan of the collar. Like, I I might actually you know break out in the wallet and, and buy one of these this time. So I'm right now sitting uh,
1: we'll on 85 bucks from the club from doing field setup. Um, nice. I was telling myself I was going to buy the yellow meow wolf kit or the yellow meow the yellow New Mexico true kit. Um, it was going to be the yellow one. And then they do this to me. So now I have some decisions to make.
0: Yeah, very, very hard decision there. So uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get that figured out here before the end of the week. Maybe I'll show up Saturday night to the match in a kit, but uh, we'll wait and see. So anyway, tangent there. Didn't really <laughs> intend for that to happen. But um, so Jacob's prediction is 2 0. Earl, what's your prediction?
1: So I said it earlier today, and we're actually able to call a clean sheet. Um, so with that, I'm calling a clean sheet. I'm calling 3-0. Three 3-0, nil.
0: Three nil, all right. I mean, we did put up three against them last time, so I wouldn't – it's definitely not outside of the realm of possibilities. Um, we've been playing very well defensively. Um, Tabakas has been doing a fantastic job. Our goals allowed against average is the lowest it's ever been, um, you know, th- through this many number of matches in a season. And so, as much as I want to call a clean sheet again, uh, I think we're going to end up probably 3 1 again. Um, because there's just going to be something, you know, I just I have this feeling we're going to switch off or something and, and we'll give one up. But so, yeah, 3 1. That's my prediction. Jacob said 2-0. Earl, you've got 3-0. Uh, those are our predictions. And for those of you keeping following along with us on our lineup predictor challenge, um, so after week six, Jacob currently leads with a total of 95 points. I'm in second place with 93, and Earl has caught up to us and now has 92 points on the season. So uh, our lineup predictor challenge is going interestingly so far. Uh, I, I took a, I took a couple chances this past week because um, I thought that maybe Tush was going to get to play, and um, I think we all none of us got the midfield one hundred percent right. So, um, well, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the lineup this weekend. Troy will be back, and so. If you are going to be out there at the at the lab on Saturday night, if you see myself or Jacob, uh, I, I, I'm expecting Jacob to be there at this point. Uh, come say hi; we'd love to talk to you, and uh, we can't wait to root on United once again from the lab. Um, I think that's going to just about do it for us. Earl, do you have any closing thoughts on uh, on our show tonight?
1: I don't. So there's a, actually I do have a couple closing thoughts. Um, for one, Jacob, you were missed. Um, it's not the same, me and Seth just talking to each other. Um, it is about 11 o'clock, so it goes to show that you contribute at least 30 minutes, um, which is good, I guess. Um, I mean, for everyone out there, just keep doing your thing, keep staying safe, staying healthy. Um, like Seth said, if you see us on the streets. Say hi. Uh, I, for one, enjoy talking to people. Um, that's kind of why I hopped on this, because I enjoy talking. Um, so, yeah, if you see me on the streets or you see me at my office or you see me on YouTube or Facebook, hit me up. Drop me a private message. I would love to talk to you. Um, more than willing to.
0: All right, so there you have it, folks. And, of course, you can find us across All social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, at SomosMasNM. You can also find the podcast, at SomosMasPod. And then Jacob, Earl, and myself are all active on Facebook to some extent. Um, Jacob and Earl more so than myself. But you can find them typically posting in the New Mexico United Nation. And uh, so be, be on the lookout. And um yeah as always reach out to us if if you join us live Tuesday nights on YouTube you can be part of the show hop in throw your questions and comments in the chat we'll read you live on air and uh so I think last week I announced that we were going to have Harry on this week if I did I misspoke Harry will be on next week to preview San Antonio so we'll have him with us on Tuesday night and uh looking forward to that so Thank you, everyone, for listening, for watching. We appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, until next time, Somos Unidos. You've been listening to Somos Unidos, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and weekly discussions from around the world of sports. Each episode is recorded live on Tuesday nights on our YouTube channel and goes live on podcast platforms around the world later in the week. Our show is written and produced by Seth Medoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using Zencaster and Audacity.